everybody. This is Roy. Welcome to another Prog Report podcast interview. Before we get into the podcast, just a reminder to subscribe to all our podcasts on Apple Music. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, uh, and on YouTube. So you want to make sure you're subscribed and uh, up to date on all that. There's also a bunch of news and recent concert reviews and album reviews up on progreport.com that you can check out. You can also find out about on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram if you're not following us on there. My guest on this episode is The Tangents, Andy Tillerson. Uh, the band has been prolific as ever over the last few years, and uh, he's back with a new album called Songs from the Hard Shoulder. comes out on June 10th. Uh, we talked about how the album came together, uh, working over the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. It's a fantastic record. You can check out a couple of singles out online now. Uh, here's the interview with Andy. Check it out. Uh, you know, I want to ask you about the last couple of years, uh, you know, living through the, the COVID world. And I mean, you yourself have been a pretty prolific writer. Um, but has that, I, I mean, I'm assuming like most artists, it, it affected you or, or your, your writing or, or your output in some way over the last couple of years? Yeah, of course it did. I mean, like uh, it, it's affected everything about me, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think it's changed me. Uh, but um, you know, uh, that's nothing to do with you know not being able to do gigs or anything like that. You know, it's just to do with um, a reassessment of my own position in the world. I guess you know, I don't uh, I don't see things in quite the same way as before, and I and I and I haven't been. I haven't been going out as much as I used to, even now, you know, so, um, you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hoping things will change and everything, but it, it, it hasn't been great for me, but, uh, you know, I've had a very good, uh, I've got a great partner and, uh, you know, we've both looked after each other during it and everything, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm a very, normally I'm a very agra- agrarious person, um, who who gets out and uh, and does a lot, but um, on this particular time, I found myself to be restricted, and it's gone on for so long. I've kind of realised that this is becoming a norm and not something I'm particularly wanting to happen. Yeah, it's a weird time, it definitely is. Even when you you know you go out to a show now, which I've started to do, it still feels a little odd, you know. Yeah, that's that's, that's uh, exactly what happens, and uh, you know it's. Um, it's uh, uh, it's it, it, it's it's off-putting, and uh, you know you end up sort of like not concentrating on what you're wanting to be concentrating on because you're so busy looking around, thinking, "Oh, is that? Oh, am I am I okay to do this?" And anyway, yeah. uh, but there's more to life than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, you have the new album uh, coming out called "Songs from the Hard Shoulder" on June 10th. Uh, the last yeah. one was "Auto Reconnaissance" in 2020. Um, you know. When you started to to get to writing this new one, when do you when did you decide to start it, or are you writing always during that that period between records? I, I never stop writing, um, and it's it's a case that yeah, it's a bit like um, you know people like Sean Connery and Michael Caine who never stopped being in films. You know, if if there wasn't a really great film to be in, they'd be in a you know they'd be in a little minor thing. You know, you just I think that what you have to do when you're when you're an artist is you have to, um, you know, seize every opportunity that there is whilst ever you have some kind of 
go in you if you've got some inspiration something you should take it always and never stop writing it doesn't matter what time it comes because you never know when that writer's block will kick in it has done for me you know and (laughs) hey you know wouldn't it be great if um if in three years time when i get writer's block perhaps um i've already got (laughs) another album (laughs) ready to go you know um so i've got you know stacks of stuff that's um that's still out there um and uh plenty to keep me going through um any kind of writer's block thing that would happen yeah well that's interesting so the new record which is four songs uh four new ones and a bonus bonus track uh are those all from scratch or or ideas that have been around a little while no these are all these are all brand new tracks um there's there's nothing there that was that was written at the time of auto reconnaissance um it's essentially um brand new stuff the uh the instrumental on there is some variations on on a piece i wrote back in 2006 called gps culture um and that was on a the third tangent album this is as i say variations on it and when i say that it's a completely new piece it's entirely different but it's it's based on the same kind of uh, musical shapes that I used in in that song, and seeing where you could go from a different down a different road with the same kind of original idea. Um, so, totally different from GPS culture, um, but uh, but somehow related to it. Yeah, you've always uh, really been upfront with the the I guess the progginess and instrumentation on the albums and, and and a lot of instrumental passages but i think on this album it's even more so you know i think if you're a, a big prog fan this is this is the album for you uh with the you know three songs or about 17 minutes and and uh, a lot of great playing a lot of great stuff um you know talk about the approach to this record and and really wanting to make an album like this or do you not know when you're going in that it's going to be like this no, I don't sort of plan and think, okay, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll write a lot of long tracks. Um, it's just that, you know, I do write a lot of long tracks, and yeah. uh, that's just, um, that's just normal. I, I, as, as you, as you know, uh, I think we are actually the band, the, the, the rock band with the most songs over the length of fifteen minutes, um, and that I think in history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just mean rock music. Uh, I don't just mean progressive rock music. I think that, you know, we have over 24 songs with words that are over 15 minutes long. So, you know, not the other (laughs) band. And and I think that, you know, it's just because we've always um, written stories, narratives in the music and... uh, you know, to tell a story, you need a little bit longer than two and a half minutes, five minutes sometimes, you know, and um, and I also enjoy the whole procedure of taking our audience on some kind of musical journey that 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 
that has the same kind of effect as watching a movie or reading a book you know that 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 takes you transports you through certain different moods and then and then and then lets you go at the end this is what music used to be before recorded sound and and formatted radio playlists and five minutes sh- slots for a music and then a, a two minute slot for a dj you know Music used to be about operas, long pieces of music, symphonies, um, and there is absolutely no reason why uh, uh, m- people in electric and or rock music shouldn't do exactly the same thing. I've always believed that um, it comes from, you know, the very first discovery of rock music for me with the uh, with the uh, Close to the Edge album by Yes when I was twelve years old. I, I kind of realized this is what I've been waiting for. I've been waiting for a piece of music that does the same thing with a rock band that Beethoven does with a symphony, you know, and, um, and that, you know, it's, that's just my natural way of writing. I stop when the piece is over, not when the radio station thinks it needs to be over. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I think, you, you know, right on. That's, that's, uh the mentality that i i share as well you know um there's a place for pop music and i like and i like quite a bit but um uh, it doesn't provide in most cases the same uh full listening experience as 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 the stuff that you guys that you do and and uh, some of your peers and of course you know yes genesis those kind of bands i mean it's uh it 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 offers a bit more at least that's for me I think that I think that's that's it. You, uh, we just got to break free of that sort of like eternal formatting thing. You know, the formats only develop because you know, hey, the first the first seventy eight, you know, uh, um, shellac. Uh, I don't know if that is that what you called them in the USA seventy eight, the old shellac records. That used uh, to play. Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, I forty fives. I think was no, no, yeah, no, no, no. For them. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> uh, there was wax cylinders, and then there were seventy-eight RPM shellac uh, uh, records. Um, okay. Yeah, they weren't the same thing. Yeah. shellac. Very, you know, and they only could get a, a couple of minutes on on each side. They had to go so fast, and um, you know uh, that started. You know, as soon as you've got that limit, there suddenly you start to develop a formula, um, and you know suddenly convenience takes over um you know uh, there's a reason why close to the edge was 20 minutes long and that's because 20 minutes was around about the side of a size of vinyl you know so we develop these things and of course radio stations develop their formats and everybody just started writing music to order music to fit off the peg music and you know, bands like the Flower Kings, bands like the Tangent, bands like Big Big Train. We don't do that. We write what we want to write. And obviously we take the hit for that. We take the hit. The radio stations out, outside the world of prog don't want to know because the songs are too long for them. Right. We have to take that hit, but we don't mind taking it. You know, it's it's part of our USP so uh there you go yeah exactly uh when you're working on this material um i'm assuming it starts at some kind of demo stage but you know how elaborate is 
a demo for a song like The Changes, for example, is it fully fleshed out in, in that 17 minutes that it is? And, or, or is it, you know, more stripped down and then it, it gets to the other guys in the band and it becomes what it is? So what's the process from, from beginning to end of a song like that? Right, well, of course, like, um, <laughs> it starts off with whatever ideas I happen to have on the piano. I do an awful lot of improvisation and I'll come up with the basic idea for the song on the piano. And then I'll start fleshing out and seeing where that original idea leads me. And I will basically create the song um, and the composition most of the time now for the tangent. Uh, there are there are occasions when, when other people have helped me compose the thing. But I'll compose the thing. And within that composition, I will leave places for certain musicians to say, I will know this, this is going to be a guitar solo. And this is going to be a bass hole. And I will I will put placeholders there. I will use um, a fake guitar to, um, uh, to, to hold the place uh, for, uh, to, you know, to show Luke that this is where he gets to play. And I'll, and I'll give him a kind of general look at the way I thought the guitar solo might sound. And of course, Luke is entirely free then to go, yeah, okay, but we'll do it entirely differently or I'll follow roughly the idea that you had there. Most of the time he does his own thing and that's exactly what I wanted to happen in the first place. So, you know, he's a better guitarist and with he has more skill in deciding what the guitar can do than I do. So, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yes, you could actually, there are demos of the changes, which are a song that's roughly the same length that I play all the instruments on it and, um, you know, um, someday, uh, you know, they'll probably end up on some kind of box set. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus extra track, the original Andy Tillis and demos, um, you know, and they, you know, they, I, I listen to them afterwards and I kind of, uh, I, I kind of think, yeah, I could see where it was going, but that's, that's it. Um, I don't want to be a, a, the kind of guy who just puts together um, an album and uh, play all the instruments on it myself. Um, I still like the interaction between myself and other musicians and their ideas. And yeah. I never send back what, you know, what, what the guys do. They all play what they want to play on it. And sometimes what they want to play on it is what I played on it. But then then they'll deviate from that and add something new. And that that's just great. You know, um, I'm not into telling them what to do. I'm into them telling me how they think they could make my piece better. And that's, that's a band, you know, and that's right. what we are. Now we're a very different kind of band because we don't get together all that often. We don't see each other much. And, you know, cause we live all over the place. But what we wanted to do is to make this thing that we've got work as if it was a band, as if we were in each other's pockets all the time. But I, I think we've really succeeded with that. You know, um, we know how to record and, and let and leave space for each other to react to each other in in the same way as it would be if we were together in a recording studio. Um, which, of course, has all been made possible with the same technology that's fucked us about today. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, 
Uh, I don't know why it's done that today, but some of the things we've done over the years have just been <laughs> astonishing. Um, um, you know, the, the technology we've we've been able to use and the things we've been able to accomplish. Because, you know, I still maintain, and you you or your, or your listeners or anybody can disagree with me till the cows come home. When you, when you put a tangent record on, it sounds like a band playing together in the room, you know, and... The truth of the matter is, is that the chances are that we're not even in the same country, never mind the same room. And it, um, It's remarkable what you can do now, and you're right. I mean, the record does sound like that. It sounds like a band. You can't tell that everybody's in some other country or, or wherever. And uh, it, it, it's just the way things are nowadays, but it sounds fantastic. I th- it's basically because we've learned this. We've been on this game since 20. 2002 i mean you know we this is a 20 year anniversary of the band and in that time all our records have involved a degree of remote working and um we've put these records together in this way because you know we've kind of got good at it <laughs> because uh that's a really important thing for me is to 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 actually feel that this is not just me and adding some musicians at the end it's a it's a complete proper process where people's opinions ideas and own personal styles are crucial to what to what we do to make it feel like a proper band thing yeah uh speaking of the song that changes uh it has some references to the band and and seeming seems like it talks about what has been going on the last couple of years is that is that fair to say that uh what that song is about yeah that's uh, that's right i mean it, it was uh, it was my uh the inevitable song that i would always write about uh, covid-19 and um but uh, I didn't want to write it about about a virus or anything. Uh, so the, I don't think the word virus gets involved in it at all, is it? No, it's, it's nothing to do with that. It's just to do with missing your friends. It's a it's a song about missing missing my friends. It's not about missing the gigs, missing the audience, missing this, that, and the other. Of course, I did. But that's not what the song's about. The song is about missing the friendship and camaraderie. And that's why it doesn't focus on the lights, the stage, the grease paint, the crowd or anything like that. It focuses on us getting lost, trying to find a hotel in the dark. And uh, and uh, just some of the silly little asides we say to each other, you know, and the, the funny things that happen. And, uh, you know, it's not a great rock and roll story or anything. It's just kind of... Yeah, because, um, yeah, because in my experience of rock and roll, and don't forget, I have been in rock and roll since I was a teenager, um, you know, and while, while wherever it's sort of generally held to be a world of sort of like, you know, sex, drugs, all the kind of crazy stuff that everybody goes on, my overall um experience of rock and roll is basically it's just a load of very hungry men looking for a cup of tea in the middle of the night over <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know um trying to find somewhere to get a nice cuppa because you're so tired and uh it's um you know and i missed it i, I missed it you know and i haven't seen yeah. 
the lads in the same room for a very long time now. So uh, I, I also wanted that song to address the the thought that you know that somehow or other the whole COVID nineteen thing gives us another chance to reset and not just go back and make the same mistakes as we always do every time and. It's not me preaching, it's just me more kind of speaking out loud, you know, sort of just saying, God, if only we could use this, you know, if only we could learn from it, if only we could, you know, make a better life for ourselves as a result of it, rather than making it worse. And of course, naturally, <laughs> it looks like everybody's going to make it worse. <laughs> so, um, but uh, hey, you know, uh, you can dream. Yeah, that's a great song. I, I love that. Uh, you also have a really cool cover of the UK uh, track uh, in the dead of night. Um, another lengthy uh, version on there. Uh, you know why that song? And and uh, you know talk about you know is that song you had to learn for this or was it one you were familiar with already? How to play? Well, I mean the thing is is that hey we're a, we're a pretty diverse band of people. I mean like uh, Theo came to the world as a jazz musician and got into his rock music um as he as he uh, developed. Um and uh you know the, uh, Jonas uh, very 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 much uh, from the jazz and uh, background and also metal. Um uh, Luke, a lot younger than the rest of us, um, a totally different kind of guy um, with a with a totally different musical experience as he grew up. The thing is, is that what would would always have been, we don't do very many cover versions. I think this is the first studio cover version we've ever done. Um, we've done a couple of live ones. But if we were going to do a cover version, it, wouldn't it be great if we could find something that without any reservation at all, we all absolutely love? Well, <laughs> you know, if I'd said yes, there would have been somebody in the band. Oh, I don't really want to do a yes one. Um, if somebody had said Genesis, well, it would have been the same. It would have been the same with anybody. But. When it comes to UK, all to a man, we all absolutely love both their albums. And, um, you know, uh, because they they were in many ways the the perfect encapsulation of uh, jazz and progressive rock music brought together. And uh, they were a real jazz rock band, which is a band that the type of band that we feel that we are. We feel we're a jazz rock band. And. Um, you know, uh, to us, that song, everything that UK did is is uh, is brilliant. And, uh, you know, we were all very, very keen to do that song. Yeah, yeah no, it's a great version as well. Um, well, listen, man, uh, the album's awesome. Another great one from you and the band. Um, songs from the Hard Shoulder out on June 10th. Uh, the changes edit, which is remarkably a five-minute edit of a seventeen-minute track, which I don't even know how you do that, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still a really cool version. Uh, so you can check that out. But um, of course, for all our, us progheads, the seventeen-minute version is uh, uh, the one you want to sink your teeth into once it's available. Um, always a pleasure, Andy, and good luck with the record. 
Thanks very much indeed, Roy. It's been lovely to talk to you, and uh, uh, and thanks to uh, thanks to everybody at um, Inside Out, of course, uh, who who helped make it happen. And uh, yeah, best wishes to you and your listeners. All right, man. Take it easy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Roy. Bye. Thanks to Andy for the interview. You can check out the new Tangent album, Songs from the Hard Shoulder, out on June 10th. We're going to close with a bit of the album's first single, The Changes. For upcoming news, interviews, podcasts, and more, check us out on progwork.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Thanks. Brothers and sisters, uncles and dads, supporters on the terraces, waving Leeds United flags. Still there, lost in there.